Stuntstruck. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Um, hey everybody, this is Augie Davis and uh, welcome again. And um, look, today I've got a really amazing guest. I was working on Marco Polo with my good friend Brett Chan and the CV was handed to me. And uh, Ron Smurenberg's appeared in front of me and I go, damn, I know this guy. And, um, and all of a sudden I felt really lucky that I would have a CV of this guy in front of me. And, um, and here's a guy that I first came across on a movie called Who Am I? But more importantly, a documentary and, uh, on how it was made. And I feel like most people in my industry know who Ron Smurenberg is. And, um, you know, he's the guy who probably, his mother's still probably waiting for him to get a career, I think. But he's got this amazing career of, um, he is the, look, I've got him as a guest tonight. And I just want to say that Ron is, um, you know, he, he came to fame through a movie called um, Jackie Chan's Who Am I? And uh, he's got this amazing kick that I know people of my generation talk about. And, um, and over the last 20 years since that introduction, he's worked with everybody that has a name in martial arts. That includes Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jackie Chan, of course, Tony Jaa, um, Eco Wise, Donnie Yen, Michael Jai, and um, Steven Seagal. Oh, my goodness. You know, Gary wow. Daniels. All these names, the list goes on. Kane Kusugi, Scott Adkins, of course. And um, he's developed himself in the last 20 years as an actor with a versatile and experience uh, with, with this background, this amazing martial arts background. And also just for the, those of you who are listening now, you know, and I'll do this later, just um, get on YouTube and um, link on his, um, and subscribe to his, to his uh, channel because there's some really good stuff there. And um, one of the things that always impresses me with people who do this sort of stuff is that people who are confident in themselves and in their ability have this amazing ability to share their knowledge. And, you know, and wow. um, Ron and I have been friends now on Facebook for the past six years, and it's a guy I take interest in. And, um, and I've followed his progress and the people that he's got around him. And the st I've also shared his, some of his clips, his fights to other up and coming fight coordinators, just to go and get some direction from what this guy's yeah. doing. So, um, and that's Ron. And I'm just, Ron, really good to um, meet you face to face on Zoom in these strange times. It works and it's great. It works, it's good. Hey, that's cool. Hey, Ron, just for everybody, just tell us how it all got started for you. I mean, tell us, you know, where did it all start for you? Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say that actually we both coming from an amazing period, you know, the 80s and 90s, you know, those old video cassettes rentals and, and, and we there were it was just an amazing time we had karate kids uh, we had jackie chan in his highlights van damme with his first movies uh it was so much passion and the training scenes in those movies just get you out of your make you stand up of your of your seat and just want to want to make you train and i was a little bit insecure when i was young so karate kid really uh, changed my life I started to join a karate school and it was so mysterious. You know, we had this series called uh, the Ninja Master, the master with Lee Van Cleef, yeah. Ron Van Cleef, Lee Van Cleef. And yeah. we were making those ninja stars, you know, and, uh, and just playing it for real outside. And it was just all mysterious. I was reading books about martial arts and it gave me confidence. So, but because, because when Van Damme came and some people said, hey, you look like Van Damme. You know, like, you know, I love the splits and I started to copy him at that time. Of course, now we don't 
copy people anymore. But at that time, I just wanted to be like Van Damme. And when I did the tournaments, people said, man, you're more like a movie guy, right? You, you can fight, okay, but you, you fight more like a movie fighter. And then there was one guy with a lot of fantasy. He said, Ron, I think you're going to be an action star. And I started to believe that. You know, I was young and I was, I started to believe that. So we lived our life like, like we already play movies. So we make those movie fights and we record it. We went to do demos, me and my friends. And, and, uh, and later, yeah, then Jackie Chan came to Holland. And that's how it all started with Jackie Chan. So um, Jackie was shooting Who Am I in Holland. What happened? How did they find you? Well, the thing was, uh, there were thousands of uh, uh, people who wanted to join that movie, even as an extra in the background. And I've seen, I went to the casting uh, place. I've seen the, yeah, the papers of people sending in their resume. It was all paper at that time. And it was like, I think 3,000 people. But I kept calling them. And I, I actually was an extra in the movie. If you watch Who Am I, you can see me in the background, the first days. Yeah, but I had, I had this videotape of, uh, of all those fights we did, just for fun. And I just had the record, highest kick. And that was uh, on a TV show. It was like 11 feet. And I couldn't get in as a, as a fighter in the movie, of course. There was the Dutch stunt team. They were very eager to get something to do. The Jackie Chan stunt team did everything themselves. So I just asked around and nobody listened to me. He said, yeah, man, you're just a guy who, you know, you know, a stunt man. And then one guy of Jackie Chan team said, you know what? Give me a showreel. I said, what is a showreel? He said, well, that is a video of yourself. So I'm, I'm a graphic designer. So I made a cover, like I'm already playing movies, you know, with some kick. And, uh, and I gave it the next day with the highest kick on there, some movie fights. And then just for fun, they were watching it in the lunch break. And Jackie Chan probably said, like, who is that? Oh, he's one of the extras. So then they had a, a very serious meeting in a room, like, uh, six by six. All the stuntmen were there. And I had to show, like, what you do on the tape. Show it now for real. So I had to do a live performance. And, um, and they kind of were like, okay. And, and then there were two stuntmen doing a fight. And I had to replace one of them. Now, luckily... That combo was a little bit like what I always copied from the movies, right? So I got hit for some reaction and it kind of worked. And five minutes later, they will start to, to measure my measurements and, and they were like, you know what? Uh, I have some good news. You got the end fight in the movie. I said, what? This is like, you know, like winning the lottery. And of wow. course, it was my first movie, right? I never did any movies before. So it is not easy. And that's shown so, in the um, documentary. So that, um, I remember the fight so well. I mean, I've played it so many times. And um, wow. I mean, it's almost somebody choreographed that fight just for your legs and uh, <laughs> just yeah. for your kicks. I mean, how did that work? I mean, who choreographed? I mean, you just really was a, it was a really a show of your kicking skills. That, that, that yeah. Sequence. Well, they did. But actually with Jackie, he's so uh, experienced that he, he just make it up on the spot. And actually they choreographed for me. And, and actually I had to propose a few kicks as well, but they make it up on the spot. Nowadays, you know, with the Hollywood movies, they have previous, previous. So a few days before they shoot it, they have time to practice. Jackie Chan is just like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, kick, kick, kick. 
and uh, let's do it slow, let's do it 50% speed, and let's shoot it. And it's like, whoa, you know, and, and you know, you, normally you have some days to prepare, but this is right on the spot, real time. And um, that movie went on to win the, um, well, the Hong Kong equivalent of the Oscars, really. And um, did you, um, did you, uh, how quickly after doing that job did you start to see um, your, your, when did you get your next job? And uh, as a as a stuntman or well, as an actor, that was uh, that was funny because actually I had a lot of people, even managers, contacting me from Germany, from England. One guy came over, and I want to be your manager. Let's go to uh, LA, and uh, and then this documentary came out, my stunts, yes. and it shows that behind the scenes that I'm not as good as people think, and blah blah blah. To be honest, I can't talk about it too much, but it's very twisted. Like that, that that is actually a career killer. So basically, I had to start from zero again, but people don't understand. They can talk easy. If you're on the set with Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan had never done one movie with a guy with this rhythm, and man, that's even stuntmen right now would not be able to do it. Some of them, like it is even after years of. I know a lot of stuntmen who are very nervous to work with Jackie, and it's just reality. You know, even Scott knows that. Yeah. Scott Atkins, he knows that. So, so. I had to rebuild myself and it took me like, like almost three, four years to get back. Yeah. That was really the stage of uh, when we started to see a lot of background um, work on DVDs come out. And I found that yeah. a lot of stunt people were doing two jobs, working in front of the camera and working yeah. for the behind the scenes as well. And, um, and I yeah. think to some extent, you know, when I watched that as an experienced stuntman, boy, you know, mm. you were green in the stunt business versus this seasoned, yeah. uh, and he was, uh, and then I was going, he's a, that guy's a champion. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, look at you now. Look at you now. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so that's what, that's a good, what you say. So my goal became never let this happen again. I want to fight all the action stars as much as possible to get as much experience as possible. And that became my goal. So I wanted to fight with Van Damme and then later came Tony Ja and then Seagal. You know, and, and I kind of got quite far with that. It's funny. Okay, one punch start my teeth a little bit. Tony Jack kicked out as well. You know, you, you're not the main guy, but, but that was for me the next step. And, and, and yeah, I'm very lucky with that. So, yeah, we have to make the, the stars look good by, by good reactions. Mm -hmm. And Jackie's my best teacher, right? I mean, it was hard, but that's the hardest start you can get basically, but it was also the best teacher. And any movie after Jackie Chan was uh, more relaxed because you, had, you have so much pressure then. And every movie after was like, oh, it's, it's quite okay, actually. I can handle it. Hey, so Ron, when did you, um, when did you decide that um, you're gonna leave home and pursue this career and where to next? I mean, a lot of people who are listening to this stuff here is like, what did he do? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. So after Who Am I, I was just at home and suddenly you're back in the office again. You know, the windows, you know, closed and it's just, uh, you know, there's no adventure. So one guy told me, Ron, you should go to Hong Kong. And, and uh, I had some promises after Jackie Chan, like you can play Police Story Part 4 or something. Or, and I was actually announcing it on TV. It never happened. So I was like, you know, a pimple, but it, it couldn't come out but it's getting bigger it's like that 
So I was like, you know what? I'm going to save money. I just go to Hong Kong. Uh, and it's just an adventure. And that was Benny Chan. He said, you know, if you're in Hong Kong in July, I get you a small part, you know, just make sure you're there. So I got some money for two weeks. I was there and um, movie was delayed. Movie was delayed. So, so basically I had nothing. But, but then I saw some uh, offers, Jongu offers in one of the streets in Hong Kong. I just went inside and then I got, I got a movie there. And the movie who was delayed, I got as, as well at the end. So I did three projects and it was such an adventure. Like, and that's what I tell other people, right? Because they're watching. Like, follow your dream, take the risk, go to where it happens. Absolutely. And also, um, you know, Hong Kong been such a, a long history of um, Chinese martial art films. And um, did, you, did you slide in there okay, you know, being European? Did they, was that they were receptive to you? And in terms of your look, your stature and your skill base? Um, well, they could use me. And uh, I, I, I shouldn't say, like, I'm Ron Smolberg for my stunts. Right? From who am I? It better not. It better to be someone new. Yes. So, see, I just came there with a different name. And I got those parts. And yeah, they accepted me. Like, they could use those guys. But you have to realize, when you go to Asia, you're the one getting hit. Right? So don't expect to be the main guy. You know, the cool main guy. No way. You're the bad guy. Life. And I had some nice moves at the time, for the time. Like some beat twists and all those things. For the time, it was quite new. And yeah, they, they didn't let me do that stuff. So you just get hit. And they said, teach the main guy how to do that. You know, and then he could do it on me. And they all say, oh, next movie, next movie. You're going to look good, next movie. But it was experience and I, I loved it. I, I, I still think about it. That Hong Kong period, it was in 2000s. So that is like 20 years ago. How old yeah. were you then? Well, I was, now, I was 26 and now I'm 46. And, and that changed my life. But talking about answering your questions. So after Hong Kong, I came back to Holland again, right? Because I just had money. It wasn't great. I went mm -hmm. back to the office. I, I just couldn't handle it. So then Tony Ja was in Thailand coming up. Right. And then I went to Thailand. And then, yeah, I never came back. <laughs> That's why I live in Thailand right now. Hey, so Ron, just um, when you first watched uh, Karate Kid, um, uh -huh. Yeah, I remember, you know, the kick and everything. I think I was yeah. watching it the same year. You know, what happened from watching that film to you taking on martial arts? You know, what are the movie like that? How old were you when it happened for a start? And, you know, just tell us a little bit about that stage of your life. I was about 11. And, and yeah, it, it was it just, I was sleeping in a karate suit. Like, like, I bought my first karate suit. I was so fanatic. Every day, it was just training. We had this, uh, I don't know in English how to say it, this washing line where you put the clothes on. Yes. You know, I was kicking, kicking that thing to get higher and higher, doing splits. The neighbors couldn't sleep. I was like screaming, you know, the kiais from karate, mm -hmm. you know, the, the screams. Yeah. I was totally obsessed about it. And yeah, it was just, I mean, our friends, you know, we, we had like appointments, like, like, like there was this Kung Fu movies, like you have the open hand style. I'm going to have the fist style and tomorrow we're going to be going to battle. Like it was this kind of environment. It was so cool. And, and that's missing. I think nowadays a little bit, but yeah, it was just great. And we were like ninjas literally. And, 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 and then Van Damme came and yeah, that made a big change. I was yeah. then 15 
And he was so cool, you know, he, he had everything. You know? he, for me, he could act. Bloodsport was mm. just amazing. When and we watched you, that tape um, every day. Sorry, yeah. And yeah, no, no. When did you, um, when did you decide that um, you obviously had all this martial arts skills? Where in your development did you decide that acting was going to be the thing that you learned as well? Did you actually go to some formal training or did you just uh, pick it up as you went, I guess, yeah. the acting part? Uh, that's always a problem sometimes. Uh, I always wanted to be an action actor, but mm -hmm. sometimes when you go to some countries, you, you get put in like boxes, corners, like all you are, all you are stuntman, all you are this, and sometimes you can't have both. I think in the US it's, it's especially like that. Mm -hmm. Luckily in Thailand, you can be both. Like you can have your, your acting part and you have a fight in there too. Like, like in a lot of cases, but the acting, I, I really underestimated, to be honest. And for the last five years, I really focus on it. And I, I love it so much. You know, you, you explore yourself. You're getting older, you know. You got more life experience, some bad stuff, yeah. some good stuff. And it all adds up. Right? So I underestimated. I should have started earlier. But it's never too late. And character is 50%. Like, you can do many tricks or moves. If you don't have any character, it's, it's a little oh. empty. I, uh, so you need it. You need it. Start as early as you can, guys. <laughs> right? I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. That's one of the things that I always love about Asian cinema is the expression on people's faces, the bad guys. They're all, you can see them. In lots of Hollywood films, they always have their back turned because they're stuntmen yep. or the doubles. And, um, it's such a, yep. and it's something that I've adapted to my own, to my action. Um, so, I mean, at least to the obvious question, I mean, really, I mean, are you going to get to play a good guy at some point? Exactly. That. Well, that's what I'm aiming at exactly right now. For mm -hmm. me now, I have a little bit, I mean, it was great to be beaten up by all the stars and stuff. It was fantastic. Like, I mean, it's great to be beaten up, right? Sometimes. But at some point you think like, I'm a little bit underused. Like, like you cannot overshine those main actors, right? You cannot overshine them. You feel that while you could do a lot of more stuff. Like I have so much more to offer. And after like 20 years or 20, it feels like something, I think now it's time for myself as well. So yeah, I have my hair, I want to make it a little bit longer. I think I can be a good guy too. Actually, I think I've always been miscast to be the bad guy. I think I might do even better as a good guy. So I have people like asking that, like fans that say, Ron, man, you should be the good guy. I think you can do it. And I believe in that. And I work on my own movie project and other projects where I get the chance to do this. So this is coming this year. I, I, I really want to be a good guy now. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think a lot of us who are in a minority um, sector, like you, uh, European and Asia, and um, oh. men in Hollywood, us brown guys, you know, we're always, I think, I think maybe there's a culture now. I mean, uh, that's changing slightly towards that and more material, more opportunities are arising. Hey, look, yes. I'm going to... Keep an eye out for you. I look. I'm also really fascinated with um, life is action. What a great, uh, what a great um, motto that is. Life is action. And I noticed that. Um, just tell us a little bit about that because you know, like I watch your YouTube uh, channels and stuff, and I just like this guy is really sharing his ideas out to people. And uh, just talk a little bit about that. Thanks. Thanks for saying that. Uh, well, I, I come from a long way, and I know what it is to get hurt in life, to be cheated on the movie business, how hard it is. The worst thing is if people have talents or gifts 
and the disappearing expectations from society. So, so I like to mo motivate people, like if you have this talent or gift, do it. Even people with handicaps or people who are insecure, I love to just give them this power, like, like everybody's unique, right? And, and just do it and you have nothing to lose. In life, there are no securities, right? Like we think we have our insurance and we have a pension plan. Don't worry, guys, you're not going to get it, believe me. So what you can get is what you, you do for follow your dream. And even if you try it, you cannot regret. You know, even if you try it and things doesn't really work out, maybe you visit another country or you make some fight scenes or it's so great. Wow. And, and yeah, I love to help people to get over that small border of doubt and just say, guys, do it. And I, I wanted to share my experience and I'd be very honest with them. Like, be careful that's for people or be careful this or be careful even your own girlfriend, you know, sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, 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 because there's the biggest enemy is not the enemy in the ring. The biggest enemy is actually society, which, which holds you back from your dream. Because it, it keeps you in this safe grid of reality, of, of safety, sorry, this false grid of safety, um, which maybe isn't that secure at all. So, you know, when you get old, you are a grandpa, right? You know, there's two, two, two different ones. One is think, they think back, like, I wish I did it different. I wish I did follow my dream. Yeah. And the other ones, they just smile. <laughs> you know? But, my um, grandpa was like that. You always talk about the past when you're old, right? Yes, Ron, it was actually what I was going to ask you, and like you're 46. I mean, yeah. and, uh, I know that your body is still capable of doing a lot more. I still, I still see you do the splits and these amazing kicks. And um, you and I have um, probably not long ago, people started calling us veterans. I mean, you're, you're a veteran now. And, uh, but I, and that puts you in a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way. And, um, and now you've got the young generation coming through who are doing stuff that you're doing because of YouTube and, uh, and all the things you're yeah. doing. Is it, um, wh what are the challenges now? Like you're obviously putting time into these young people. What's the greatest challenge now? I mean, I, I look at what you're doing. You live in Thailand, you've got a young boy and, yeah. uh, you know, you've all these things that are happening, you know, what's, um, what are the big challenges now for a middle age, well, coming to middle age, uh, you know, man like yourself, you know, what are you thinking? What's, um, share us a bit about what you perhaps you can see happening. Okay. First yeah. of all, I want to say surviving is winning. That's in this business. So it's not about eh, getting super rich or this. It's like a heartbeat. Right? Mm -hmm. One time you have a lot of money. One time you just drink water and coffee and you got to be careful, you know? So you need to have a wife which can uh, adapt with that, you know, it's very flexible. So the challenge is, that's for me not a challenge. My wife knows that. But for a lot of people, that is a challenge to find the right partner to deal with all this. Mm. That is very hard. So, and if you not have it, it can be in your way. It will be a ball and chain. So find a good partner who's, who, who can accept this. So for me, this is not a challenge. I'm lucky with that. But when you're older, my mom always said, you know, every age has its grace. So for me, I know there's a lot of trickers and stuff with special moves. To be 46, to be 100 kilos, with an ACL being torn, to still pull off moves, then you become rare. So, so it's harder to become rare for a 20-year-old guy to do the tricks because there's lots of guys. But for a guy maybe with some more character, older, and still can do that, 
then you can be a matchmaking for some serious actors or, or you know, do your own movie as a lead guy with character. And they always told me before, oh, you're too young. You know, you look too good, right? And then suddenly in one year time, you become too old or now you're too old. You know, it's too late. Like, what is the right age, you know? Like, it's always something. Actually, people who are negative, you know, it's always something. You're always too old or too young. So, you know what? You're perfect for the age. You just develop and grow and just love it. And, and that's the way to survive. So the challenge is just to be, be confident and, and just believe in yourself and, and motivate yourself in a good way. You know, get some good songs, music, training, find your own habits. Like uh, I like to train in the night and you make your own rituals. And you know, it's just lifestyle. It's just not, it's not even work, you know, it's just, and, and believe it or not, I'm going to tell you something weird. Even when now we, I tell you the truth, I not have much money right now. Like we, we have to survive this week, it's bad. And we actually feel very happy because we know we're going to make it. These are the happiest moments. You, you get very close to yourself. It's like a meditation thing. And, and when you survive, you do it. It's, it's, life is a challenge, else it would not be life. So, so yeah, I, that's a little bit the, the idea. Wow, that's that's amazing. And um, like right now too, you um, obviously like your career's changed. You know, over the course yeah. of time, you st you can still do the things that you've been doing for a long time. You're yeah. acting now. You're choreographing fights. You're coordinating. And yeah. um, what's it like? Um, you know, the jobs that you're working now as a choreographer or you're a coordinator on. Oh, what sort of people are coming into the business now that you are, uh, are they, are they as hungry as you are or is it because, is it easier for them to get into the business now? And um, what sort of people are they? I like your question and, and you have to be very careful nowadays uh, because there's a big mentality issue, <clears throat> I think. Now, uh, for me, it took me so many years <clears throat> to build myself, even after Jackie Chan, before and after my stunts to find contacts, to go to Hong Kong, find it all out yourself. It takes so much time. And, and, and nowadays people want things too quick. I have people approaching me. Hey, Ron, give me all your contacts. It's like that. You know, give me a contact. I come to Thailand. Okay, give me your contacts. They want it just like in, in half an hour. They want to have a full list of all your contacts. Or can you imagine you have a barber shop and there's a barber coming next to you. And he said, oh, give me your client list. Right? It's a little bit weird. It's like that. People want it too quick and without even doing too much for it. So this mentality thing, I, I think we're coming from the right period. Mm -hmm. a very motivational period. Not too many computers. Uh, so nowadays, it's also a fight against technology. Like, like computer games are very addictive, right? So playing all night a computer game is very addictive. Right? Instead of training, maybe. Or, or, or. So you have to overcome those things. Uh, it's, I, mean, I know I always make it a long story, right? To give the full picture. Yeah, but, but yeah, the mentality is, uh, has changed. And people think too easy. Yeah. And, and, they, um, and they want yeah. your job. And they, and they, and they yeah. want your job. They want your job. Luckily, I'm not a jealous type. And for me, I can share this stuff because, yeah, I know people also have dreams. So I know what it is myself. And I had ever a few people helping me. 
So I know what it is. If somebody can change your life, I want to do it for someone else. But there's also users, like they get in because of you and later they stab you in the back. And that can happen as well. And I had a few guys like that and that is not cool. But there's still a lot of good people. So that's why you do it for as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, being popular or, or it's like sharing stuff. Like if you just keep everything for yourself and just show how good you are. Like playing movies is share your heart with the audience. That's what it is. You cannot just stick all to yourself, then you're just a loner. Uh, it's like, I'm fearless to share and people hate it. I have people telling me, Ron, don't, don't help people when they come to Thailand. You know, you, you, you destroy the market, don't help them. You just let them figure it out themselves. Don't, don't give them any clue. I said, I don't care, man. Like they have their own dream. A little bit of advice is okay. Yeah, but people getting angry for me helping people. So, wow. but for me, I'm wow. fearless. Like I, I, I develop anyway. Every day I have new moves, combos, I work on myself. You know, if you're jealous or you always one step behind, right? Yeah. You, you following the, don't worry. So right. on that, Ron, on, on, on that, what I'm seeing also is uh, with this new generation of people coming in and they're learning stuff very quickly on your yeah. YouTube channels and from other people, stuff that took you a, a lifetime. Yeah. And you're being open about it and you things you had to work out. What do you think? Um, have you seen a change in like the way um, martial arts movies in particular is changing in the, in the types of stories they're being told and the quality of the action? Is it getting better? Is it, um, what, because you develop your own fight styles too, right from the word go. And that's changed as well over the years. Yes. <laughs> I changed my style over the years. Uh, one reason is uh, because of my injury. So I had to work around it, do more on the hands, upside down. I could even put break dance in there. I love Silat. You have to make your own style. You cannot be a copy of something. You have to be unique, first of all, and really work on that. Like, yeah, you need to have this identity. So I'm, I'm, I enjoy it. You know, it's like, you know, when you have a video game and you start from scratch, like making a new script, you, you just design yourself. I want to have glasses. I want to have this kind of gimmicks. This is my pose, you know? Uh, so yeah, you have to create yourself. Uh, and I wanted to say something else. What was your first question before this? There was something else. You like, said. Um, before this last question, just yeah, why do you think- the, the style. In terms of, as you've seen the style changing since when you started, yes. like- oh, yeah. Okay, okay, yes. Uh, I think that, that, that action is becoming cool, like with the FX and this and this. I think it's even too much. I hate the fact that things are getting too easy for the heroes. Like the Rocky, Rocky was really fighting. So you fight with Rocky, right? You're really cheering him, like, come on, you know? Nowadays, it's just too easy. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't mention the name of the movie, but one guy, there's 10 guys coming, bam, 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 and then out, and then the next. And you don't feel it anymore. It's just cool to watch, but it's not, the tension is gone. Heroes don't get hit. You're not, so you cannot, even if you like them, you don't, cannot fight with them anymore. The training sessions are gone, right? Like, it's not like, you know, with this music, like, like Bloodsport or even Flash Dance, the dance movie. Rocky, you know, Rocky yes. Four. Like you just play those scenes. I still play Rocky scenes to get this back. Nowadays, it's just like 10% of what it was, right? Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, that is the big difference. So I want to bring it back. Like my own action movie. We're going to have training scenes. The underdog. My opponent's going to be better than me. I'm going to find somebody. Like I know a very good kicker. He's a scary dude. And I want him to be my opponent. And even if he's better than me, I don't care. We have to, you know, it's a fight. I don't want to show off. I, I, I want to get the craziest, dangerous guys in my movie to fight me. You know, I want to get beaten and get, you know, oh. find a way to fight back. Yeah. I love it. That's life. So, um, you know, thanks for that. I mean, that's kind of, it's really inspiring stuff. And, you know, as we head into our further conversation, I'm just going to say right now that, you know, uh -huh. you and I are going to do this again. I mean, and I just really want to continue let our audience carry on with your progress and we're just okay. keep pushing the Ron Smorenberg flag here. Um, What's your routine now? I mean, you're 46 again. I mean, what's your routine? Your, your training? I mean, as, um, yeah. what do you do with yourself? I mean, uh, you know, in, in this stage of your career, because you're, you're doing many things. There was once upon a time, your, your actual fighting skills was your bread and butter. Now you need your brains as well, mm. you, know, <laughs> you know, more yeah. so. Than, you know, just what are you doing now in terms of your daily, your routine, in terms of staying in the business? Yeah. You touched now on now Yeah. Now we are in this COVID period. So it's a, it's a time for a lot of research and development, I call it. So uh, if you look at my day, I, I always uh, wake up with black coffee. I always do research. So I check like video games or fights or make notes. Uh, I work on acting. So I prepare some, some acting scenes with people and we just shoot that mm -hmm. and just get better in certain emotions. I'm working on two of them now. I'm working on a game style fight with a girl I'm teaching. So sometimes I'm teaching in between to get some money as well. I tell you the truth, guys. I'm not show off in a suit or this is real life. Uh, in the afternoon, I go to the park, train for two, three hours. Sometimes I stay all day till the evening. I come back late in the evening, <laughs> just four hours training. Uh, I like to train at midnight for the second time. And then late in the night, I, 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 I still do research till three, four o'clock. And I just make some lists, combos. So of course, sometimes you play some kind of game as well, but that's more for the creative things, for the creative part of life, because you need to know what's going on also in the modern society. Yes. And yeah, so what you said, also the mind, I do my own promotion. I have a kind of personal appearance manager in Holland for the looks and stuff. But to be honest, I tell you the truth, I just like to be myself, you know. Sometime on the red carpet, we have a suit and it's all cool to watch. But this, this is me. And, and I, if people judge me on that, I'm fine. You know, I, 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 people always see me in the same shirt, you know, this dragon shirt. But actually, I have 10 of those. And I just, if you like it, you, you don't change it. Like my wife, right? I don't change my wife because I like it. I don't change it. It's good. So, yeah, I like to live functional functional i don't like to show off uh that happens too much in the world i'm anti-materialistic uh we just functional and that makes us very close to to the real life and that for me is happiness you know i'm fighting with my son sometimes you know i come home i'm getting a punch from around the corner you know it's like it's like a movie like my son is nicky right and uh, i open the door hey where's nicky and then it's like no it's it's an, it's an acting scene or we're just fighting for fun. And wow. that's life for me. Even when I'm very busy, I always give my, my son time. Like, it's very important. So even 
because if you just keep working, uh, it doesn't work at some point. Like you're gonna be slower. So I just take a break, even with with a lot of stress. I just said, come on, Nikki, we're gonna play. And and so I know those values. So mm. that's a little bit what I do in the day. And uh, every day is different. So I have goals on the short term, like maybe a new combo. I have goals on the long term. It's like a very difficult move. So I know it's going to take me maybe one year, like the special air flag kick I do now. Like that's going to take time. And the people who know that, they know that. Like, you know, and, and developing acting, creating scenes. Uh, some projects are, to be honest, are free. We help with that. Uh, uh, to just get better, right? It's not only money capital. Sorry to make it a long story, but there's not oh, only money okay. capital. Absolutely agree. Yes, and thank you so much for sharing that. And um, look, as we uh, come down to the uh, final part, and this is always kind of interesting, like um, tell me three movies that uh, you go to a lot for reference. There's three movies. I know you must have more in your library that you just go, <laughs> three movies that's influenced okay. you and that you still look to. Okay. Well, you know, of course, Bloodsport. Uh, I like Rocky IV because the way they make Dolph Lundgren very inspiring, the trainings. Mm -hmm. But there's also, if you talk about a different genre, just for the emotional part, mm. like something like Indecent Proposal, for example, that is a very emotional movie where people break up and then come mm. back together. And we should not forget about we are people, right? We are, we are humans. And so don't forget about being a real human as well when you play or, you know, and, and that's why I like to be as honest as I can in, in motivational videos. Just just don't pretend you are someone else. And if something is bad, you just mention it. And and yeah, so so in this proposal, I, I really makes me emotional, to be honest. So, you know, and, and Van Damme, I ever was watching Bloodsport with a girl, my girlfriend in Holland back in the days. She said, oh, he's so ugly. You know, when he got this, that this dust in his eye and he's like, ah, like this. He's so ugly. I said, no, this is, you know, this is drama. She didn't understand it, right? Because he was like, ah, like this. But yeah. for me, that, that's great, those scenes. Wow. Hey, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so that's amazing. And look, I'm, and I think um, we'll, we'll arrange for another time to talk soon. But, you know, what I just want to say at this point, you know, like um, when we started this podcast, we haven't launched yet. And I really want to, um, one of the things that um, I was asked the question, you know, what do you want to talk about in, in your business? I can, lots of people talk about stunts and how to do stuff. I said, I want to talk to the amazing people that I have, that, uh, that I know. And they, they recommend other amazing people in the business. And uh, the name Ooh. of my podcast is really Ordinary People Who Are Doing Extraordinary Things. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, when, when I find our names of people I'd love to talk to, and Ron Smurimberg was there. And I just think he's one of those people that, you know, from the outside of like myself, I was looking to the industry when I started in the 90s. It's was like, wow, yeah. here's wow. this guy. You know, we're on the we're on the same journey, and um, yeah, yeah. Because I because I saw you on screen, I I knew who you were, but you know, you probably never heard of Augie Davis or whatever until one day I got this amazing resume, and I was starstruck, and I was like, "What? Ron Smurenberg might come and work with us on Marco Polo, which is like, and isn't it amazing? And that we are ordinary men uh, following something that we both love and adore, and yeah." Um, well, one are. day we work together. 
One day That's we work right. together. One day. Maybe we have a fight scene together, you know? <laughs> It'd be the you fight choreographer. Hey, look, yeah. uh, Ron, Ron, look, I just want to say thank you for uh, taking the time. And um, what we'll yeah. do is, um, you know, really just an amazing opportunity. And for you, uh, for those of you who are watching, you know, um, uh, Google Ron and go to um, his um, f f uh, YouTube page, Ron Smurenberg. He's got some great clips in there. I follow him on Facebook as well. He's got some great um, edited fights that he works in the streets, which is really cool. One of the things I must say about those fights right now, he's not doing it on some soft padded mat. He's in the streets with some real texture. Yeah. 1980s style, we know how people react with the environment. Really cool to see. And uh, it's, it's a really good lesson for people putting fights together. You know, it's one thing to do it in the dojo, but you're never going to shoot a fight sequence in a dojo nowadays. That's Take it. Care. You're right. Well, the texture <laughs> is on my skin right now from the, from the floor. You're right. I'm doing it even on the parking and stuff. Like where you have to do it in the real, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not even at a gym. Yeah, we just right. do it outside. Sometime in a gym for the, for the big falls and stuff, but mm -hmm. mostly just the combos, just in the parking, you know, with the background of Bangkok. That is life. I have some small uh, player music, you know, download new songs and just go for it. Sometimes it's like 12 o'clock in the night till two o'clock wow. in the night. And the body of guards looking at me like, what's that guy doing there? But, but now they know me. Yes. And you, know, you have to make life a little bit weird sometimes. It, it is be a little bit different than someone else. That is cool. Just be, be, cool. be different, even different from the different. Because we already play movies, right? That's but we, right. Even in that, we have to make a difference. Well, I can confidently say that our next meeting and um, discussion will actually be sitting across from each other at a table with the cameras uh -huh. pointing, and we're going to have a more in-depth discussion about some of the issues that uh, that we can talk about raised by some of our listeners. Ron, I just want to say thank you again, and um, we'll. Um, and um, I love your career, and we're going to continue to to follow you with interest and. Um, yeah, and look, and I just really want to end just by saying life is action, and um, what a and that is a testimony to uh, to Ron, and uh, and his achievements. And uh, thank you again, brother. Thank you so much. I think uh, yeah, I still have a lot to show, and I would love to do it. I would love to motivate others, and yeah, I've been a little bit the shadow version of myself yet. So guys, there's more to come. Expect more. <coughs> I love you. Yeah, life is action. And I never hold back on your dream, guys. You only live one time, right? We know it. And uh, yeah, anytime. If you ever come to Thailand, I'll show you around, okay? I'm going to show you all awesome. the cool places. Awesome.